I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. So, Sarah, the question we've picked today is very close to our hearts. Yeah, so for anyone listening who maybe doesn't already know, both Jen and I deal with chronic illness. And our letter this week is from someone who also has a series of conditions in her life. Yeah, and we when we read it, we were just like, oh, we've got to talk about this. It's so close to our hearts. And I, I don't know about you, Sarah, when I first started my business and started to talk about living with chronic illness, I thought that I was going to be the exception to the rule. Mm. But as I've spoken more about it, so many people are living with a chronic illness, mental illness, like so many of us are living with some form of limitation or struggle that it's kind of crazy that like there's more of us than we think they are. Absolutely. I mean, I've even had people get in touch and say, oh, I'm older and I feel like my energy is not where it used to be and I relate to so much of what you say. I think there are all sorts of issues that come up in our life that kind of can take the shape of kind of a chronic illness or something that's limiting our ability. So today's question is relevant to people kind of beyond the chronic illness sphere. Yeah. Shall I read it? Yes. Okay, this is from Libby and Libby is an Etsy seller. She says, I have a number of chronic illnesses and I'm mostly housebound. So I began crafting and selling my items to feel more useful and like I could still achieve something good. Things have been going quite well for me since I released my first crochet pattern. However, because of my health, I'm limited with how fast I can finish things. Consequently, I often feel like I'm so behind everyone else's progress. I have plans to release other kits and projects, but others have beaten me to it, so to speak. My question is, how to cope with feeling like you're always two steps behind in accomplishing your goals and the disappointment and jealousy that comes from not being able to get your ideas and products out there. Oh, there's so much relatable stuff in there. Have you ever had that moment on a really bad day when you're not being the bravest version of yourself and you put your hands up in the air and you just say, what's the point? I'm too sick. Absolutely. Yep. I can't do it. I can't do it quick enough. I can't do it well enough. So I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And just that moment of What's the point? My health is too all-consuming for this. I suspect even people without the health angle can relate to that as well, though, that sometimes it feels like people are already doing what we want to do. People are already doing it so well. Is there really room for us? Is there really space for us? You don't need a disability or a chronic illness to be able to relate to that feeling. Yeah, and I do think it's so specific when you do have a chronic illness in the sense that when your body doesn't function in the way that society told you your body should function, and I feel like I don't know about you, that's the biggest journey I've had to go on living with chronic illness and mental illness is just accepting that my body and my brain don't function in the way that I was told they should function. You can't get up and do a nine to five, just take half an hour break and otherwise be nonstop productive and then spend your evening dancing around in nightclubs. Yeah, this is actually this huge process of like grieving what you once thought your body could do. What you thought your life would look like. And then throw in a business (laughs) where all you're exposed to every single day is people's highlight reels of they're getting things done and they're doing all these things and you're kind of like, I can't even get out of bed today. I honestly think it's one of the loneliest feelings as a business owner. It's also a total head fuck. Yeah. Because you're constantly, especially if you have chronic illnesses, a lot of the time they're things that are not massively visible. So Mm -hmm. you're always assessing your own energy levels and your own pain levels, your own ability for that day. But you have no objective reading. You can't like stick a thermometer in and say, oh, I'm at... I'm at red today. I'm not going to be able to do anything. So you're constantly kind of arguing with yourself. Could I be trying harder? Should I be pushing myself more? Is this all in my head or am I actually really struggling today? There are so many issues it throws up. The fear of 
am I just a lazy person has been something I've had to work through so much and this sounds weird the moment I really built I started to build a relationship with my illness and what I mean by that is understanding what it is going above and beyond of researching how it's really impacting my body really paying attention to what triggers it what helps me feel better you know what's also what are all the exceptions to the rules that may happen sometimes of when I feel worse when I didn't expect it Building a relationship with it has been the only way I've been also been able to build a business alongside it because I not need to know my business. I need to know my health inside and out if I'm going to make it work alongside this. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Because it's kind of, for me, my health is a th- the thing I've structured my business around. Mm. Kind of inadvertently because I didn't even have a diagnosis when I was first starting out. I just knew I got tired an awful lot and parts of me didn't seem to work the same way as other people. For anyone listening, so I have parts... And you have Chiari, just in case anyone wants to go and look those things up, because I know sometimes you hear people talk about chronic illness and I think kind of the sphere of it doesn't get talked about an awful Mm. lot. But yeah, so the framework that you build your business around, and that's why I actually think as people with these kind of conditions, we're more suited to being self-employed than we are to that nine to five traditional workplace, because our health can be unpredictable and our energy levels are not necessarily going to be falling in line with what an employer expects but we have the ability and the tools to build work around our strengths and our weaknesses it's kind of funny that kind of question of libby of like oh what how do you deal with like how frustrating it can be i i find that i deal with it best when i'm sitting in the gratitude when i'm like oh my god this business has allowed me to be financially stable. It's allowed me to contribute to society. It's allowed me to contribute to my life. It has given me something that I didn't know was possible for me. So I had a bit of a funny journey. So I started my business on the other side of a mental health breakdown. Mm. And so I built my business to work around my mental health because I had such a tough time with it and I really needed this space. And I've had Chiari since I was born. I didn't get diagnosed until I was 16, but it's only in my, in my, in the last few years, in my twenties that it's become a, a, like a debilitating condition. It took time to like kind of, I always had symptoms, but it's only in the past two or three years that it's really, it's, it's just flared up. flared up so badly that now it's like a daily chronic illness. So it was really funny that by the time my chronic illness became this glaring thing that I had to deal with on a daily basis, I already built a business to support my health. So I remember feeling so grateful because when my chronic illness kicked me on my ass and I couldn't move, like, and I just, it turned my life upside down, my business was already available to catch me. Mm. And I don't think I could ever stop being so grateful for that because I think... You know, as we talk about this as a chronic illness, I think we can't also forget that mental illness is the same. Like, absolutely, they're the same. Like, it affects you all the same. I actually think sometimes with mental illness, it's even harder because saying I can't work today because I'm in pain is a lot easier than saying I can't work today because I'm depressed. Yes. So it it's hard. And when when you have a day in pain or a day of like wipeout fatigue, you still have the hope that tomorrow might be better or next week might be better but depression and anxiety rob you of hope quite often Mm -hmm. so you really believe there is no point you believe there is no there is no good tomorrow that's going to be any different to this um so I think it yeah it can make it even more difficult to stay motivated and stay focused so Nicole Antoinette she runs a podcast called Real Talk Radio and she wrote this article on Esme Wang's website years ago and I've gone back to it I think I've reread it about 50 times at this point so Nicole Antoinette lives with bipolar disorder and she wrote this article about people always ask her well they used to ask her a lot like how do you run a business alongside bipolar disorder and she wrote this article and I think it's really relevant to physical or mental illness and basically the takeaway of it is the time's going to pass anyway so what are you going to do with it? And there's obstacles in your path. What are you going to do? Just stare at that obstacle and say, no, too hard. Are you going to find a way around it? Are you going to find your way through? 
And that is the mindset I've really tried to carry with me in everything I do is like, yeah, this is hard. Yeah, I have some obstacles in my path. Yeah, my neck is in so much pain today because part of my brain is in my spine <laughs> that I can't move properly. But I can still put some headphones in and jump on a call with a client or I can still write an essay. I can still do my shit that I want to do in the world. I've just got to do it at my pace. And I think it is honestly flipping the mindset of, oh my God, I can't do as much as everyone else are to, oh my God, look what I can do because of this infrastructure and freedom that I've built for myself. That's nice. So to really focus on the gratitude. And also I, I do believe that when you have anything like this, any kind of adversity in your life, it brings gifts and strengths with it. Sometimes they're very well hidden. Sometimes they don't even nearly begin to compensate for what the health or the negative things can take away from you. But it makes you tougher. It makes you more resilient. It makes you more tenacious. It gives you empathy. It gives you insight into how other people are living. It gives you all sorts of things that maybe I've I've not even discovered yet in my own life. And so I'm sure for our letter writer, there are skills and there are insights that she has that no one else brings to the table, which I think is kind of at the heart of what we're talking about with her letter today, because she talks about being frightened of other people taking her ideas before she gets a chance to bring them to reality. She talks about feeling jealous of what other people are building, but nobody else can build her business because her business is made around her. And I think a big level of it is kind of surrendering to the truth. So for me, it's like, I remember when I first, when my chronic illness really got to a place where it was affecting my daily life, I fought against it for a good year. I was mm. like, I'm not sick. I can do this. I'd push myself. I'd fall back down. It was impossible. The moment I accepted, this is the truth of my life now. There's no going back. This is how my illness affects me. So how am I going to make this work? What do I need to do? And I have to do things that someone who is not living with chronic illness would probably probably would never even have to think about doing like when you live with a chronic illness that has fatigue element to it you have to rest a lot and it's not resting because you're tired it's resting because your body can literally do no more yeah your your body stops you so it's like the minute i accepted okay i've got to gamify this i've got to make work my way around my illness so i can do this the minute i started seeing it that way was the minute everything got better didn't get easier it didn't get it didn't stop affecting me but it got more doable and so i think there's also a level of it's, you know, the five stages of grief. Yeah, it's it is a grieving of, process. Once you get to acceptance, then you can actually start to make the changes you need to make to move forward. Sometimes kind of uh, people will ask me like, how, how do you build your business? Like, how can I have a business like yours? And it always makes me laugh because nobody else needs a business the same shape as mine. Like I have deliberately built myself a business that I can do from bed when I'm exhausted. I have people I can outsource things to when I can't lift my hands to type. But equally, I have a business that when I do have a good day, I can pour in 10 hours if I want to and turn out something and and be able to share that with the world right away and kind of work to my enthusiasm. So you need to find the things that play to your strengths and are not too heavily affected by your weaknesses. Yeah, and also kind of don't judge yourself. I think that's a huge layer of living with a chronic illness of getting to a place where you, this sounds, this is going to sound really weird for anyone who doesn't live with a chronic illness, but you have to go on a journey of learning to love yourself and your body again. Yeah. Because your body turned against you. Your body literally, like it's, it's your number one enemy. And I had to, I'm still building a relationship back with my body where I no longer hate myself for being sick. And that might sound really strange for someone who doesn't live with chronic illness, but yeah. that that is a huge journey that I've gone on. I know many of my friends who live with chronic illness have gone on. You have to learn to love yourself again and to forgive yourself for being sick. Because when you're running a business and constantly saying, oh my God, I'm a piece of crap because I'm too sick to get everything done at the pace I think I should do, that is a horrible place to exist from because you are literally 
putting yourself down every day for something that's out of your control. So getting to a place where you forgive yourself for being sick and where you stop seeing yourself as less than because you were sick and you start to see it as, well, these are the, this is what I have available to me. What am I going to do with these cards that I've been dealt? We're just different. And that isn't wrong. I do sometimes say to my husband that I wish I was a brain in a jar <laughs> and I just had like electrodes and I could send out thoughts to the world and not have to deal with the whole owning a sick body. So I totally get that feeling. But yeah, it sounds like Louis is already making stuff happen. Like she's she's got an Etsy shop. She's written patterns. She's learned to knit, presumably, which is more than I've ever achieved. <laughs> so there's obviously real strengths here already. There's already something that she's built. And if she can kind of lean into that instead of this feeling of what other people can do. Because one one of the things that I think really does us in is this ability to compare ourselves to other people. If we lived in a world where nobody else was doing exactly the same thing as us and we had nothing to measure ourselves by what pace would we choose? What would we decide was the right pace to be putting our patterns into the world, putting our products into our shop, putting our message out there? Would we would we have stumbled across this idea of, oh, well, I have to release it by spring or I have to do a blog post a week or I have to do two podcasts a week? Or did we just get those ideas because we saw other people doing them and we are just conditioned to think everything is a race and we have to keep up? Yeah, you're not actually competing. I know it must feel, Libby, like you're competing with these people but you're not actually competing with them like the only race you can run is your own it's such a cliche but it's the only truth I know in this situation mm. it's like the only race you can run is your own and I do find when you are building a business and running a business alongside chronic illness not all of the same rules apply to you so so like a lot of people in business will be like oh just hustle out a project or like just go the extra mile and that's not true when your body's like if you do that to me I will punish you by not working for two weeks yes so it's kind of, you've got to set and define the rules a little differently. And so I would also say, take a lot of the business advice out there with a pinch of salt. And you're going to, you have to look at the world from the actual truth of your life, not to fit yourself into someone else's version of what a business owner should be. That's so true. First is not always necessarily the best. I mean, there's countless examples in in the world of products um, that I can't think of any of. Take the first Hulk film and the second Hulk film. They weren't Mark Ruffalo, but Mark Ruffalo is now the Hulk you know of in the Marvel Universe. So he wasn't picked to be the first Hulk or the second Hulk in the Hulk films, but now he is Mark Ruffalo Hulk. Bad example. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very specific example. Yeah, it's a very specific example for all you other Marvel nerds out there, but it's that kind of belief system, like, I have to win. There's, mm. there's no there's no competition here it's just you and your life and your work and you can either run your race or you can burn yourself out trying to live on a to try and run a race that you weren't ever meant to be on I think there's a lot in here as well about for me whenever I feel like I'm comparing or I feel like other people are kind of impinging on my business area I need to really double down on the ways that my business is unique and the things that I create are unique I really like what Ryan Holiday says that being the only is better than being the best mm. and that that's really what I what I seek whenever I'm trying to build something for my business I always like to go in directions where I think oh no one else is doing this so I can do this on my own pace on my own terms I'm not going to be being compared to how anyone else is doing it because I'm making my own thing so that might just be you know doing patterns your own way it might be doing patterns for things that no one else is doing it might be delivering them in a way that nobody else is doing maybe you're going to do video tutorials to go with yours or maybe you're going to do a newsletter where you're giving them away for free or something that you when you look around nobody else is doing it and it feels like you can make it your own yeah and I also would say when it comes to comparison 
when you've got chronic illness is it doesn't ever serve us to compare to someone who's not in the same arena as us and what I mean by that is and I think this you know I have this conversation a lot with my clients who uh, have young children and have really limited time and they're like they compare themselves to a millennial with no kids and I'm like well they you're raising tiny humans of course you have less time and less energy doesn't mean your work's less valuable less meaningful less has less potential so it's the same as a chronic if you're if we compare ourselves to someone who's full health no chronic illness no none of this who doesn't have to sleep way more than the average human does have to we're just going to make ourselves feel like shit like that doesn't help us ever it's it's we're on a different this is a different way to live a life and I'm not going to sugarcoat things by denying that living with a chronic illness can be one of the most isolating experiences of your life because it can be you even the people who love you don't always understand and when you've got a business and a big dream and your body is kind of fighting with that dream to get your attention the body always wins you're on a different path and the only thing I've just had to accept that and to live wholeheartedly in the life I have available to me and not waste my time wishing that I was somewhere else someone else at someone else's pace because there's no such thing as magic wishes yeah we're not going to be able to transport ourselves to that reality and it's also worth remembering that just because someone else's life looks better or easier online just because they're plowing out tons more work than us maybe or you know they're way more productive than us doesn't mean they're happier than us it doesn't mean they're more successful than us you know some people work incessantly because they're miserable and they need that in order to cope and that's their version of a chronic illness or some people put loads of stuff out into the world but it doesn't quite hit the right note because they don't know their people as well so they never quite achieve the success that they were looking for so there's all kinds of different ways that when we look at someone's Etsy shop when we look at what's out there in the search results we can feel like the market's already cornered and everyone's more successful than us but comparison on the internet is rarely an accurate measure of anything yeah and I guess some specific advice I would give and I mean it's really different my business is very different to like an Etsy style business would be build a business that actually gives you space to thrive in it so for example if you've built a business that needs you to show up every day at a very high level that's not realistic to what you're actually capable of giving. Like I've built a business and I know Sarah has too, but I have lots of space to rest, recharge. And the times when I do have to show up and give a hundred percent, I've built my time around enabling me to recharge to be able to do that. So I guess my encouragement to Libby is like, don't set yourself up to fail here. Like is your business actually built to support you and your illness to thrive? And that's a really hard conversation to have because that's not what's modeled to us as business owners we're taught to push ourselves to our limits more is better yeah more and more and you know it's it's a lot of extra diving deep and sacrifice and compromise and adjusting to get your business to a place where it's actually built so that you can thrive in this business and I think that is probably like is your business currently built in a way that you can feel good in this business that you can thrive are you asking something of yourself that is unreasonable that's not kind of sitting back and letting your illness win it's more kind of saying I felt anyway, like I have to accept I'm not well and this is the reality of me not being well, but I want to live as whole and as full a life as possible. So how can I support myself to do that? Right. And then, so then that sometimes leads us to really good business decisions for us and for our people. So maybe it's creating patterns that have longevity and will be around for a really long time to come instead of creating something that taps into the new trend. Because if you're not able to create something spontaneously and at short notice you're not going to be able to build that kind of business that responds to things very quickly so you create something instead that has real longevity and real merit over a long period of time and then all of a sudden you've built something that a works for you but b is going to work for people who are like you and who want something you know because there are other people out there who will be just like you whoever we are selling to or who we are talking to I find are usually an awful lot like us 
And as Jen said right at the beginning, that there are a lot of people struggling with these kind of issues just like us. So for sure, there's probably lots of people who want, in this example, you know, a rapid turnover of crochet patterns that they can order online and, and go and create. But there will be plenty of people who their creative time is really limited. And so they don't want to have different ones available all the time. They would much rather buy one really well done one that's been careful and considered and that they can put their time into and slowly create. And then when they're ready for the next thing, maybe you will be as well. So you can have a slow business and serve slow consumers and we can all be in that system together. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that I know that living with mental and chronic illness has given me as a business owner is perspective. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people struggle with saying no to things. I don't struggle with that because I don't have a choice but to Mm. say no to things. And I think there is a layer of when you have less room to kind of be flexible because your health is kind of causing, you have to be so intentional about how you're living your life to support your health. It kind of gives you this wonderful power as a business owner to make good decisions. You know, I saw you tweet the other day, Sarah, that you turned down a lot of speaking events. Mm. So you're only saying yes to the ones you really want to do. There's power in that and kind of being able to say like, well, there's a limited amount of energy I have to do these things. So I'm only going to say yes to the ones I feel really excited about. Yeah, it's got to be worth worth it because we've got limited energy limited time to spend so we want to spend it on the stuff that really serves us well and serves our communities well yeah and I would say I don't know about you Sarah but there's a wonderful quiet joy that comes from being able to wake up every day and at least for one moment of the day be like I was handed this and like I know how I know my privilege as I say this and I know how lucky I am to have the life I have but I was handed something that you wouldn't choose for yourself you wouldn't choose to have a chronic illness that affects your life on a daily basis but I have built something beautiful out of that like I've built a business that is mine that I do work that I'm really proud of I'm able to run it in whatever way I want to every day and yet yes some days are harder and some days are easier but there is something really special and magical in that and it has been in the face of living with a chronic illness building my business has been one of the most empowering sides of that Mm. because being able to build a business on my own terms that gives me as much freedom and stability as possible has helped the healing process of the grieving that you have to do when you live with a chronic illness I guess it's because our goals ultimately are different and need to be different our ultimate goal is to feel good Mm -hmm. in whatever way we can around our condition and for someone who doesn't have something like that maybe their goal is just to just to be profitable or just to have a business but ours is all woven together and it's keeping an eye on that and remembering that our goals are not the same as those other people's so that they're not beating us because they're not making they're not headed to the same goal as us yeah for Libby specifically what I would probably say is for you to have a really hard conversation with yourself around the boundaries you need to set in your business and the expectations you put on yourself that support you to function at your best level and sometimes you have to have you have to say something that you feel really embarrassed about even saying to yourself quietly of like, okay, I need the ability to take a nap at this time of the day or I need time to rest at this time of the day or I need, you know, for me, I take 16 weeks off a year for my coaching business. And that pe- that's four months of the year that I'm not coaching. It's spread out throughout the year. And it's like, that's crazy. That's like, like most people are like that's most people are like that's awesome but it's also crazy but the reason I do that is because I know to have stretches of time where I'm coaching a lot I also need then weeks or a couple of weeks at a time to just rest and to just be me and to recharge and so and I don't work five days a week I just couldn't do that I'm working you know a couple of days a week with clients and then the rest of the week is for me to do whatever I want with it to write and create I would say get really clear around how you need your life and your business to function for you to thrive and give yourself that and even if everyone else's business advice is telling you to do something different you 
you need to give yourself what you need to be able to actually run this business and to set goals that work for you and it's kind of getting into like your own bubble and not building your business in response to what you think is expected of you because you're on a totally different path here you're on your own path and the minute you stop working against yourself the minute you give yourself what you need to thrive it will feel lighter and easier and more enjoyable I really do believe that yeah and it brings more joy and then you're not so dependent on kind of that comparison in order to buoy yourself up because you're getting that joy from the everyday. Yeah, and I also, I don't know about you, Sarah, this is a lie I kind of believe for a while that's like, oh, well, I'm I'm less capable than others. There's certain mm. things that aren't available to me. There's certain things I shouldn't even pursue. And that's, that's bullshit. I might have to do things a little slower. I might have to do things a little differently. I might have to nap a little in the middle of it. Everything is still available to me if I want it. I just have to go at it my own way. So I think it's also not seeing your chronic illness as a blocker between you and your dreams. It's just a obstacle that you have to work your way around. Two books that I really think are really powerful here. There's The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, which is all about how adversity actually we all face adversity how to use that as an actual strength in our life and then I think there's option b by Sheryl Sandberg which is a beautiful book kind of written from her experience of losing her husband but kind of the idea of how we're all kind of living our own version of our option b it's not the life we would have chosen but it's the life we have mm. and then the kind of idea of well how do you kick the ass out like how do you play the hell out of option b and I think I don't want to spend my life mourning what it would have been like to be a healthy person I want to spend my life living as full and as whole and as happy as possible in the face of this and I guess from a personal level that's my encouragement to Libby is like play the hell out of your option B and your life is not less than just because you are unwell you are still whole and wonderful and worthy of everything that you ever wanted absolutely and I guess from a practical level as a business owner is if you want to get things out there and someone else gets something similar out there before you doesn't mean you can't still get yours out there yeah So build your plan for how you want, what you want to be getting out there in the future. Make a plan that is reasonable for you, that gives you space. And if you get a big flare up and you need to push it back a month, that's cool. That's awesome. Because what's worse, getting it out two months later than you thought or six months later than you thought or never getting it out there into the world anyway. And we have to be careful, I think, of sometimes those same traps that all creative business owners fall into, which is telling ourselves that it won't work, so we're not going to do it. So it sounds like maybe there's a little bit of that going on here as well. Like you're held back. You maybe don't get something done in the time that you wanted to, then someone else does. That is a really, really nice excuse to be able to go to yourself. Oh, well now I can't do it anyway because someone else has question how true that is question how real that is because there are multiple versions of everything in the world. And yet people still, people still want Samsung phones, even though there are iPhones, you know, there's, there's room enough for lots of variety. Yeah. And I think, the other thing I would say is this sounds really, really cliche but like cheer yourself on like every day you remind yourself like my body is broken but I am going I'm doing this anyway like I am in pain but I'm doing this anyway like the thing I keep thinking at the moment is like my life feels like a tiny miracle every day and the only way I can explain that is like if you'd have told me four years ago that this is, would be where I'd be yeah. I wouldn't have believed you and I feel so grateful and I'm so proud of myself because I have not become victim to the circumstances of my life and I've not been able to build a life maybe that is the norm but I've been able to build something that's wonderful to me and so I guess my encouragement to Libby would be never forget to look at yourself every single day and say I'm fucking proud of myself because it's like I know how hard this is and Sarah knows how hard this is and like that is something worth celebrating every single day and and anyone listening like you don't everyone is is facing pain in whatever version Mm. it is emotional pain like trauma like chronic illness like every single day the most empowering moment of my life is when I stand in a moment and I think of all the things I've had to overcome and live with and carry with me to get to that place 
that's that's pure joy for me because that is when I that's really that's living that's taking our crap and making something great out of it so I just just try that just try standing in that moment and thinking everything you've carried with you to get to this point and I think that can really empower you to think yeah I'm going to keep going because this is my life and I can either make myself smaller because of this thing out of my control or I can play the hell out of the cards I've been dealt yeah it's kind of using that comparison in a positive way instead of saying compare this to how it could have been yeah or compare this you know there are people out there who would absolutely dream of having the ability and the business and the opportunities that I have right now in this moment even with all of its imperfection and celebrating that yeah I guess the last thing I would say Libby is if you ever feel alone in that feeling you're not alone I know how it feels to kind of just feel like behind or like frustrated or just pure like why does my body not work Mm. I wish I could do all these things but on the other side of that I'm also really grateful for the person I've become in the face of all of this and I guess just my encouragement to you is like don't feel embarrassed or ashamed for feeling that way let those emotions be the one that push you forward I would also this is a very practical point I would consider sharing some of the story of hers with her audience with her customers because I think there's a lot of strength in people talking about it it's not talked about enough and also it allows you to build a business that has customers who are responsive and understand your whole journey and understand your whole story and if so you can't post something the day you said and it needs to be a day later you're much more likely to have customers who are appreciative of that and understand it so it makes life easier on a practical level but it also kind of elevates your brand and lets people understand who you are and the the message behind your work yeah and it also opens you up to hopefully building relationships with people who get it yes I can't tell you like having chronic illness friends using (laughs) is one of the most you just know that you're not alone you get to say you get to talk about I'm out of spoons with someone who gets it yeah it's it takes the loneliness away from it and I just something you said in the letter is that things have been going quite well for you yes that's the full stop right there like you things are going well for you I just want to like celebrate that with you because that that's awesome like the rest of it the rest of it is just our emotions getting in the way I'm not belittling that but you've been showing up you've built something from scratch all for yourself you just got to keep going yeah who cares how anyone else is doing things are going well for you yeah and how much of that is amazing in the face of the things that in the face of your chronic illnesses that that have taken things away from you because that's what they do and then I feel like in many ways I don't know about you Sarah for me my business and my creative work is like a reclaiming of me yes yeah absolutely I think as kids we're really taught this idea that life should be fair Mm. and then as adults you realize it really isn't fair it really like it's just inherently unfair people are born with disadvantages and people are born with privileges and we do not all start on the, the same starting line to reach the same finish line so the only thing we can really do is let go of that idea that it should be fair and let go of the idea that there is a finish line and just just enjoy the race yeah good luck Libby I, I I end every like time I write a weekly letter to my community I end it with like I'm always rooting for you and I mean it every time to them but I really mean this Libby like I'm rooting for you so much because I'm right there with you and I'm cheering you on so much absolutely keep up the good work so as always, we would love to hear what you think, especially if you live with a chronic illness too, or a mental illness, or any form of limitation that kind of makes you feel left behind or comparison in your own journey. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can come use the hashtag Dear Hopeful Creative. Yeah, and even I think it'd be interested to hear from people who don't identify with having a chronic illness, but have other things in their life that make them feel that same way, because I think it's a helpful reminder to all of us that actually we're not that far behind other people because like you said earlier someone with three young children will feel just as kind of inhibited in what they can share and it's a seasonal thing like I always 
think, you know, there's going to be seasons of my life when this is even harder. Yeah. Like, what if my mum got sick one day and, and like, I have to be there? So I think you're totally right. Like, it's just because we have a diagnosis of a chronic illness doesn't mean it's harder for us. We're not, like, gatekeepers to the world of life being difficult. It's difficult for everyone in all sorts of ways. So maybe sharing that under the hashtag and also sharing tips and suggestions or how you've dealt with it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from you. You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon. <laughs>